Hello, and welcome to Resolutions, a podcast produced by the ABA's Section on Dispute Resolution, where we have a conversation with members of the dispute resolution and prevention community about various topics of interest in the field. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Martin, and this week I'll be talking with Laura Wasser, a family law attorney and the founder of It's Over Easy, an online divorce facilitation platform. Good evening, Laura, and thank you for being on the show. Oh, Adam, thank you for having me. Well, Laura, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on, and I just have to say, you've been one of the most successful family law attorneys in California, if not the entire United States, for over 20 years. Could you tell me a little bit about how you got your start first in the practice of law, and uh, then what drew you into family law in particular? Well... To the practice of law, generally, um, I was a rhetoric major at Cal. I've always liked the art of argument and debate and and problem solving, Um, and I was horrible in maths and science, so uh, because my parents told me that they would continue to contribute to my support as long as I was in school, law school seemed like the obvious choice. Um, My folks uh, were both attorneys, and my father was and remains a family law attorney, and um, I actually still practice with him at our firm. And so it seemed like, although I never would have imagined going into the practice of law or family law, because that's what I kind of grew up doing, when at 25 I was going through my own divorce, I uh, realized that there was, you know, an interesting way to approach it in the firm that was then my father's firm, and kind of stayed with it. It's a very interesting kind of law to practice because you get to know so much about your clients and what makes human nature work. And I really, I've, I've enjoyed it the entirety of my practice. Well, and I believe in the early 2000s, after you've been practicing for a while, you began to develop a specialty in what I would call high-profile, high-value kind of divorce cases. Um, So could you talk a little bit about how you established that niche and how those types of divorces and uh, similar cases differ from your average family law case? Well, the high value, not so different. I mean, again, it's all relative. And so whether somebody's worrying about if they're going to have to live in their car or if they're going to have to downsize to a, you know, smaller home or apartment, um, it's still a concern. What is my marital lifestyle going to be? How much money will I have? Um, And how will my kids fare? The high profile, and again, the firm that I started practicing with when I graduated from law school in 1994 was already doing high wealth cases. High profile, um, I think, came a little bit, you know, because of working with clients in the entertainment industry, whether it be referral sources like business managers, entertainment attorneys, agents. Uh, and I was also at the time probably a, about 10 years younger than some of the younger successful family law attorneys, if not much more than you know, 30 years younger than some of them, 40 years younger than some. Um, and because I think that youth, the way that I spoke, the way that I dressed, and the fact that I had had clients, you know, when I was in my, I guess, early 30s, I was having clients that were in their also early 30s or 20s. There was a relatability there that I think the referral sources, their agents and managers and, and attorneys liked. And so that's kind of, 
I think, where it started. And then from there, it just went to, you know, more people referring. Certainly nobody's referring anybody to any to me anymore because I'm young. But now it is, I guess, a credibility issue and the amount of time that I've been in this field working with high-profile people and our ability to kind of keep things a little bit more quiet in their cases and some of the tricks of pulling things out of the public sector, I think that has been uh, appreciated by many of our clients. Well, you are certainly one of the preeminent attorneys in the family law circle today, and I think I'm sure people are referring you cases um, for very different reasons. not because I'm young. (laughs) Um, So when you are um, involved in a family law matter, are you generally a proponent of alternative dispute resolution like mediation um, for divorce, custody, or property disputes? Absolutely, 100%. And I have been since I began practicing. That was how the partners at this firm practiced when I began to learn. That's how my father's always been, both in his professional life as a family law practitioner and what I saw at home in terms of his divorce from my mother in the late 80s. Um, It is without question a better way of resolving issues in the family law sector. And, um, you know, so much so that in 2013, I actually wrote a book about it because I found so many people that maybe couldn't afford the services of the attorneys at our firm would ask questions and try to figure out a better way of doing it. So the book, It Doesn't Have to Be That Way, really has a basis in uh, dispute resolution and, and mediation and trying to work things out yourselves or educate yourselves, even if you have the assistance of attorneys, to kind of know where it's going. Because interestingly, with family law, with divorce, unless it's happening to you or somebody very close to you, um, you, you really it's not something you would ever know about. So, so many people find themselves all of a sudden in a situation where they're having to make decisions and take actions in a field where they have zero knowledge. And so I think educating, self-education is extremely important. And I guess speaking about self-education, um, I think it was in January 2018, you started uh, the platform called It's Over Easy, which is a, a website and um, other digital resources that, and I'm sure you could tell me much more details, but Um, It essentially gives people the tools that they need to facilitate their own divorce. Is that that a decent description? That's a very good description, yes. It really – it's my passion project. I felt like after practicing family law for so many years, it was a way to kind of give back. And so it's a platform that enables um, self-represented litigants to – fill out the forms. It's better than just a normal form provider because it really gives you a lot of extra information. And on that same website, um, in addition to filling out the forms and us helping you do whatever needs to be done to get you to the divorce process, there is just a plethora of information in terms of content. Um, I have a podcast and every single one of the podcast episodes is downloaded onto the It's Over Easy website. Um, You know, there's, there's forums where people can actually meet each other, so it establishes a community on the website, and then there is what we call the index, which is a referral source for absolutely anything that you could need going through, um, leading up to, during, and then, of course, after a divorce or separation. And I know you said it was your passion project, and you've told us some about your your background and what got you into family law, but 
what inspired you specifically to create an online platform? What what drove you to that? I think it started with the interest that the book generated, and I think you know that was in 2013. Five years later, in 18, it seemed like the time was ripe. I really do believe that you know online dispute resolution, ODR, and and legal tech specifically are the wave of the future. I really do believe that that is what so many people will be turning to. If you see the success of companies like LegalZoom and Rocket Lawyer, um, this was kind of an obvious next step for people that have you know, begun to date online, they've begun to shop online, they've begun to bank online. So why would you not deal with something as important as, you know, your divorce, your children's custody schedule, support issues, division of property, why not do that online if you were able to? Absolutely. And I know we've had other people on the podcast talking about ODR, and one of the key points that they all bring up is that it it really serves to increase access to the justice system for those people who otherwise wouldn't be able to, you know, to access it. And so I think that holds true in the family law sphere as well. Absolutely. What we were really finding when we started doing market research just about what the normal divorce in the United States costs, and by the way, that average is $15,000 as wow. opposed to it's over easy where it's $1,500, um, and, and what it costs at our firm, which is far more than that generally, I realized in studying some of the statistics that there are many, many people in the United States that are staying in marriages because they can't afford to get out. And so absolutely, Adam, that access to justice is essential, particularly in something that is so, you know, not everybody is going to have a landlord-tenant dispute or a contract dispute um, or even a slip and fall, but pretty much everybody at some point in their life is going to have an interpersonal relationship, whether it's marriage or living together or having children together. And because this is also such an emotional time, because of the nature of the relationship, you really do need help and access. So, yes. And I understand the platform is far different than just kind of giving you access to the forms and the legal formalities that you need to um, go through a divorce. Um, I, I believe it has you know, um, resources to deal with your custody disputes, property allocations, and I believe you alluded to this a second ago. If you're not in a formal marriage, um, does it have solutions for, you know, kind of dissolving a, um, a non-marital partnership as well? Yes, Absolutely. And that really is kind of giving um, the participants kind of the keys to their own um, their own situation and how to resolve it, as they can do they can do everything by themselves. As, as they can do it by, and again, if they if they get to a point where they can't do it by themselves, because not every case is the same. So let's say for the most part, the couple has relatively simple to divide assets. The support is something that is easily either resolved or worked out formulaically, but the problem that they're having is really figuring out a custody schedule, and they just can't seem to do that even with the help and tools and calendars that It's Over Easy provides. What we will often suggest that they do is pause, go to the index, find a good co-parenting specialist, a good co-parenting counselor, even if necessary, a mediator with whom they can spend a couple of hours not necessarily affiliated with It's Over Easy, but certainly highly recommended and vetted by It's Over Easy, go to that individual, 
resolve those issues, come back to the platform, enter into the agreement or custody stipulation that they've resolved, and then continue on with their with their proceeding. Right, and that's to me that's at least from what I've heard that's one of the criticisms of online resolution is that it doesn't give you that kind of customizability or it doesn't address kind of unique situations and. I think at least from the participant's perspective, you know, every situation is unique and it has their own issues they want to um, they want to resolve. So having that kind of customizability or uh, flexibility in the platform is kind of essential. Yes. So I guess talking a little more generally about the process of facilitating your own uh, dissolution. Um, so what are the advantages of doing it yourself rather than going to more traditional court-oriented processes? I mean, the obvious obvious one would be, you know, saving money. For sure, right. it is a savings financially. But I believe, and, and and you can use the money that you save, and you can really invest in some good therapeutic uh, care. Whether it's meeting with a counselor, whether it's getting a massage once a week, whether it's getting into some kind of a health and fitness mind-body wellness program that's better for you, you have those extra dollars that you then can spend to make sure that you are okay. Because there's, although the name of the company is It's Over Easy, we know it's not over easy. We know that it's hard and it's heartbreaking. But most of the difficulty come, should come, I think, from the emotional part of it. And when you marry, excuse the pun, the emotional with the legal and financial, that's where it gets difficult. So we're trying to take that piece out of it. Um, I do also believe, and I've seen this in my 25-plus years of practice, that when two individuals are of a mind to work things out on their own, they will continue down that path much better. So particularly if they have children or they're going to remain in some kind of a business relationship together, although they're no longer married, having lawyers stir it up and be paid to advocate for them and worst case scenario taking it to trial and having a judge make a determination which neither one of them is probably going to like very much then they have to go on and live the rest of their lives as co-parents or or co-business owners or whatever else if they can figure it out on their own even if neither one of them is completely happy which is as everyone says always the nature of a good settlement then right. at least it's on their terms. And so they're the masters of their own destiny. And just like they got into this together, they've gotten out of it together to a certain extent. And I, and I do believe that the couples that I've seen resolve their issues as opposed to a court-ordered resolution um, are the ones that end up being happier down the line. I'm, I think that's true for a lot of uh, people that go through ADR processes, the active you know, fixing their own problems and getting a resolution that they came up with themselves is almost cathartic in a lot of ways. Totally. Um, you had your own pun, uh, pun not intended a second ago, but um, do you see any issues with the online practicing kind of divorcing the participants from the emotional aspects of their separation? I see issues with it, and I'm okay with them, because I think the emotional issues are really important to deal with, but I think that they should be dealt with separately, and I think this enables them to do that. So you really and, – and I and look, that's why I think that when people are kind of in the heat of a very angry breakup, they found out about an extramarital affair or, or, or something that's going horribly, I'll often say, let's take a beat here and come back to this in a minute, because you've got some work to do therapeutically, you can't approach this 
in a reasonable um, manner when you are so angry. Those things should be dealt with, absolutely no question about it. But the, the legal and financial aspects um, of this case really deserve a clearer head. So I think it's okay to divorce the emotional from that part of it. And I have people, I have had people say, well, don't, don't, don't there need to be somebody there as a handholder, the compassion, the human element to a divorce? Yes, I think there is, but I don't think that divorce attorneys are qualified to do that. I think you really need a mental health professional who, generally speaking, costs less than a billing-by-the-hour family law attorney. And it may be a stereotype, but I don't think most attorneys are renowned for their compassion and understanding. <laughs> I will say most of the family law attorneys I know are, have learned to be pretty compassionate. You have to be. So people say to me, oh, oh, yeah. you, must, you must be like a therapist. And I say, I am, but really, I, didn't, I wasn't trained for this. I don't think it's an appropriate, for, appropriate for me to give you advice about this. There's a lot of people out there that I can refer you to that are great at this kind of stuff. So, Laura, You've been on the cutting edge of dispute resolution, particularly in family law for years. And from what I've heard, over easy, it's over easy, is a fantastic success so far. Um, so I guess the next question is, what's next for you? Well, I mean, my, you know, the reason that I started at Dover Agency, the reason it's a passion project is because I really believe that the time has come to change the way we as a culture approach divorce. I don't think it should be such a stigma. I think we should be able to raise more well-adjusted children, even they're living, even if they're living in two homes. As I said earlier, my parents split up when I was a teenager. I watched them do it in the most remarkably civil and respectful and loving way. Um, and I have two sons with two different fathers, both of whom I was with at a certain point, never married to either, but cohabitation, child raising, and also as we separated, figured out the best way of co-parenting and really being there for our boys and for each other. So I know it's possible. I'd like to see our generation or our culture be able to kind of absorb that. We call it the evolution of dissolution. I really want to change the way people look at divorce. I think it is a, I mean, we can say all day long that it's a horrible thing, but the fact is that still, even though fewer people are getting married, 50% of the population that gets married does get divorced. So it's happening, and if it's happening, we can approach it differently. So to that end, growing the community on It's Over Easy. Um, as I said, we've got a podcast that drops once a week, um, and it's currently called Divorce Sucks, but I believe we're rebranding it to kind of grow the subject matter to kind of all kinds of relationships. Um, if you search Laura Wasser, then you'll find it, whatever we end up rebranding and changing. Also teaching young attorneys the best way of being able to help clients through divorces um, and, and family law matters, really, really raising awareness. I think education is empowerment, not just for individuals going through it, but for individuals like those listening to this podcast who want to be able to be in the field and be the best in their field and be able to assist. Absolutely. And in kind of that vein, um, I, I always like to leave listeners with a, a big takeaway question or something they can they can take home and apply to their own practice. So what advice would you give an ADR professional um, who has either you know, been doing family law and might um, you know, need something to 
shake their practice up or someone who's trying to get started in the in the practice of family law um, dispute resolution? I think if you're on the dispute resolution path, you're already definitely ahead of the curve. Um, I think that is definitely the wave of the future. What I would say to any family law practitioner, even one who already has chosen ADR, um, have your integrity. I know that so many of us for so many years, even with your joke earlier, kind of get accused of, you know, being the bottom feeders of the legal world, family law attorneys and maybe personal injury attorneys as well. We do generally um, profit from other people's misfortune or conflict. And so to the extent that you can come into it with a problem-solving goal mentality, you are doing your clients a great service and you're doing the field a great service. Um, set them up with very realistic expectations of what a settlement might look like, certainly because you can see that, bring the problem solver. And the thing that I tell people all the time, both the clients and, and the, the attorneys, is um, be kind to each other. This the nature of this business is one way we are dealing a little bit with broken hearts and, and fear and confusion and sadness. And nobody's saying that it's going to be fun or easy, but if this is what we're doing, we have to treat our you know, opposing counsel and the opposing parties and everybody with whom we work to, to do the dispute resolution we're trying to do with kindness. And it may sound corny, but it really is true. It's a much easier way to get through these cases and actually resolve the disputes that ADR is setting out to do. Well, that is some fantastic advice, Laura, and I'm sure all of our listeners will take that to heart when they uh, get into their practice. Um, so I just wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It was really a pleasure learning more about your practice and it's over easy and your views on family law and ADR in general. And I, I know you, we talked about your podcast, uh, formerly known as Divorce Sucks, and I'm sure listeners will check that out as well. But is there anything else that you'd like to mention or talk about? Just, you know, it's over easy. Please check it out. It doesn't cost anything to go on unless you're actually ready to get divorced. You don't have to pay the $1,500. And it really is a rich resource for um, anyone you know that may not be in a position to want or be able to retain counsel. Also, for the family law practitioners out there or any, you know, practitioner, um, we love having any kind of content. We will put it up and we will feature you. And if it's something that you're interested in, um, like I said, we really are growing the community. And that's what we're all about is just making sure that people have that education and that empowerment and that sense of community. So please be part of our community. Well, thank you again for taking the time to talk with me. And listeners, please check back next week for another episode of Resolutions. Thank you.